0: I feel like we were so after the bag, but we're going to get into it.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that's one of the reasons why I reached out. Yeah. And that's why I was so adamant about, like, I love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. This is Thank great you. that we are having these conversations and everyone has entrepreneurial spirit deep within them, but you can't put your health aside. Like mm-hmm. you can get sick. Yeah. Yeah. In and very quickly, yeah. And your business is going to stop. Mm-hmm. But let's prevent you from getting sick. Let's exactly. just do the right things from so now. So we take
0: care of ourselves, then our 100%. business should sustain, right? Correct. That's that is the idea. Yeah. Right. So. All right. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. No risk. Just gonna give a little intro, and then I'm gonna get you to introduce yourself, and then we'll get right into it. For sure. Right. Everything's sure. ready. Okay. Cool. Welcome back to another episode of the Black Is Living Rich podcast, and today we got a very special guest. Because often we talk about entrepreneurship and getting getting to the bag, but rarely do we ever hear ourselves maintaining health goals, and that's very important. Because honestly, I believe um, without without health, how can we obtain wealth? And uh, we have a very special guest that will break that all down. But I don't want to keep on talking. Can you please introduce yourself?
1: First of all, Corey, thanks for having me. I really nice. appreciate the opportunity to talk my talk. And the, the the cliche statement of health is wealth is is it? It's, it. it's the truth. We've like mm-hmm. coming out of this uh, worldwide pandemic, and we understand we should understand more how important our health is. Um, and there's different things that can stop it in its track. Uh, one of them being sometimes our ambition, mm-hmm. our desire to gain wealth. Uh, My name is Dr. J, Dr. Joelle Kerr, uh, as Corey uh, has mentioned earlier. Uh, By trade, I'm a doctor of chiropractic. Uh, I have an educational background in kinesiology and health from the University of Toronto. And I own a clinical space. Uh, and I don't call it a doctor's office or anything like that. I call it a space mm-hmm. because the goal of that space is to welcome people of all sizes, of all ages, um, educational background to come into the space to use it to move their body, mm-hmm. to strengthen their body, so they can do whatever it is that they love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's my spiel. Okay, dope. So before we get into
0: what you're doing right now, I kind of want to get the backstory. How mm-hmm. did this journey start?
1: Oh wow, um, I've always wanted to do something in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up single parent household. And yes. back then, TV was part of my educational um, growing. Mm-hmm. And the show that I really loved back then when I was a kid was The Cosby Show. Oh, interesting. I know that gentleman a is not uh, the yeah. best <laughs> person to be talking about yeah. these days. Yeah. But his character is who was my father figure when I was oh, growing wow. up. And he was a doctor. Mm-hmm. And he had uh, quite the life. And I, I just wanted to emulate that. And, mm-hmm. I just continued all my studies in health and, and fitness and um, chiropractic. You, were you an athlete at all? Uh, yeah, I played football, played oh, basketball. are okay. my two main sports. Uh, sports I knew wasn't something for me to excel and wanted to be become. I know all my friends wanted to go to the league and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't what I really wanted to mm-hmm. do. I wasn't, wasn't your was, calling? Wasn't my calling? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I knew I loved coaching and educating people on health. I even coached my mom to become a vegetarian. Like, wow, stop eating meat yeah, for a of years. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, So I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to do it within my community as well. Mm -hmm. So I set out the path to become a chiropractor. Went to University of Toronto, as I mentioned. Mm -hmm. I studied kinesiology, got into the chiropractic program, and started a practice with literally two steps away from where I grew up.
0: Oh, wow. And
1: that's important to me because I really, really wanted kids to see, hey, you know what? You don't always have to bounce the ball, catch the ball, kick the ball. Mm -hmm. You can actually help the person physically, to do all those things.
0: Okay, amazing. So there's one line in rap that I heard, right, from Pusha T, the rapper. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he goes, uh, it's something like, um, ask Steve Jobs, uh, wealth doesn't buy health. And (laughs) that line has always been imprinted in my mind. Because I think about someone that's so innovative, that was so ahead of his time, Mm -hmm. but he couldn't even take care of his health enough where he lived to see is
1: uh yeah that uh, that story of Steve Jobs is very common if mm-hmm. you look back in history a lot of men women who have collected a lot of wealth the cost of it is that they died fairly early mm-hmm. uh, something that we don't talk about a lot is stress stress is something that we naturally need to endure as humans yeah there's good stress and then there's bad stress mm-hmm. good Can stress would be yeah. yeah good stress would be you stress yeah knowing that we had to meet today, you had to do some prep. Yes. Your heart rate was racing a little bit. You, yeah. Those are all good things. Yeah. Um, your body releases something called, uh, called steroid, mm-hmm. gl- glucocorticoid, steroid, actually. And it's a type of sugar that goes through your bloodstream just to get your, your bloodstream, your blood vessel, excuse me, um, dilated, gets your muscles activated, all that good stuff. But if you booked another person, two people here today, mm-hmm. and we both showed up at the same time, that would be bad stress because oh. you'd be like, oh,
0: well, yeah. <laughs> F bomb, I, <laughs> yeah. I messed up. Like, I yeah. got two
1: people here. Your, your eyes would be popping out of your head. Your heart rate would go up. Yeah. Like, that's something that you don't want to be in a state of a long time. It's the fight or flight state. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we're under a lot of stress, that's what happens. So, I suspect, again, not knowing these people, they weren't my patients. They yeah. were in that stress too long, all along, all the time. Yeah. To the point where their body just couldn't handle, manage it anymore. Okay. Your heart rate is racing all the time. Your blood vessels are dilated all the time. That's not healthy. Okay. And that's therefore the body said, you know what? I've had enough. Mm -hmm. I'm done.
0: What are some indicators of bad stress that people are ignoring or they don't even know they're ignoring?
1: Heart palpitations is definitely one of them where your heart rate just gets up as high, 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 high possible. Yeah. And you can't take it down. Shortness of breath is another one of those. Uh, Headaches, back pain, shoulder pain. Stress tiredness? Can, tiredness is one of them as well. Stressing can, can come out in your body in different ways. Yeah, uh, Your mood can be part of that. You don't have an appetite. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just in pain all of the time. Mm-hmm. These are all different ways that your body is indicating to you. Hey, you know what, Corey? It's time to take a break.
0: Mm-hmm. And how, what do you teach about stress management?
1: I, first thing is to acknowledge it. Okay. I know sometimes we just be like, okay. oh, I'm fine. Yeah. And for men, we, that's one of our main responses to anything. Yeah. Your mom's asking you how you're doing. Oh, I'm fine. Your girl's asking you how you're doing. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Your boys, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something that we need to get better at. And I'm just speaking to us as men, because we are both sitting here,
0: Absolutely. that as
1: men, we need to say, you know what, I'm not fine. Mm-hmm. I, I acknowledge that there's a lot on my plate. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to get this podcast up. I'm trying to keep my job, maintain my job. I'm trying to keep my maintain my relationships. Yeah. All of those things add stress to your life. Acknowledge it first mm-hmm. and then start carving out time to a lot to different things rather than trying to do everything at one time.
0: So I have a scenario for you because uh, you just reminded me of like you know there's a lot of people going through a lot of things these days, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for us men, when we can first acknowledge we're not fine, what do you what would you advise the first step be to go get some help? Like who do we see? Who do we talk to? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing.
1: Great question. Um, and I would always start with someone who is the closest to you, who is going to provide you with non-judgmental. Um, advice. Oh, that's big. Um, that's huge mm-hmm. because you don't want anyone where you're going to reach out to a friend of yours and you say, you know what? I'm, I'm really busy and I can't handle it. Oh, you know what? You should just go back to doing what you are doing before because mm-hmm. this isn't for you. That's mm-hmm. the first probably comment that they're going to say. So finding someone within your circle that's going to provide you with an ear that's non-judgmental to guide you in the direction of where you need to go. Okay. And I know you've talked about this before and I'm going to just say it right now. Yeah. Everyone on this earth should be in therapy. Yeah. Therapy is something that... And different forms. And different forms. Different mm-hmm. forms. Very good point. Um, but therapy doesn't necessarily mean you lying on a couch, yeah. crying out your eyes about the time that you <laughs> no one came to your birthday party when you were eight. Yeah. It's different fragments of your life that you need to find the right therapist that's going to help you find your way. Mm-hmm. Some of it could be childhood stuff. You're right. Some mm-hmm. of it could be relationship-based stuff. Some yeah. of it could be business-based stuff. You can have a coach or a therapist, whatever you want to call it, yeah. for different aspects of your life. Yeah. But you just have to take that first step and it has to be the right person. I remember when my therapy journey started and I didn't think I needed to go to therapy. That's number one. Mm. And then when I finally did find a therapist, the advice that I got from someone was you got to find someone that is smarter than you because you're already intelligent. Yes. And you're going to try and outsmart them and And challenge them. Don't want that. Mm-hmm. You want someone who's had lived experiences that you've never had that can use their lived experiences to expose you to your experiences, yeah. So you can make better decisions for yourself.
0: Okay, makes sense. So going back just a little bit, you said that you uh, went to therapy, but what was that switch that you said? You know what? Ah, I need help because you said you are intelligent, <sighs> you're you're doing well, you knew what you wanted to do.
1: Yeah. What was that? It at- was just relationships. Okay. And my relationships with women—they weren't positive. They mm-hmm. weren't healthy. Um, they were very one-sided and me just trying to get as much as I can out of this uh, of the woman that I was with uh, mm-hmm. or I or feel like as men it? we need to talk about oh, we can go, oh, 100%. we can open that kind of work no, on it
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're,
1: we're not holding anything back like it was it was a very me-centric style of living and yeah. i wanted to get as much and i'm talking talking to talking to talk like, yeah. i wanted to get as much physical things out of these women yeah. as possible mm-hmm. and they were all empty relationships mm-hmm. they didn't last and I realized that this isn't the way that I wanted to live. And on top of the fact that I have a daughter and it just made it even more sense. Yeah. Like, I don't want any man doing this to her because yeah. I'm going to have to go sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I really went into myself and said, listen, I need, I need help. Mm-hmm. And the best thing for me was finding a therapist that understood where I was coming from. Okay. And she was a black woman, number mm-hmm. one, West Indian background. Mm-hmm. And I could talk to her about my upbringing. Yeah. And I recommend that for everyone. And I'm not trying to say that, every, that, um, that you need to find a therapist of your race. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm saying that yeah. because they'll understand our struggles. They'll yes. understand where we're coming from. And it's super important. And I had a therapist before who I had to fire because I really? didn't like yeah. the way that he was speaking to me. And then I had another therapist, female, yeah. that I had to fire as well. And it's okay. Yeah. I'm looking at the camera. It's okay for you to fire your therapist because <laughs> if they're not giving you the support that you need, move on, Mm -hmm. just like anything in life, right? Mm -hmm. In a respectful manner, of course.
0: Okay, dope. So I want to talk about the four
1: pillars of health. Mm -hmm.
0: What are they? And yeah, first of all, what are they?
1: Okay. Um, I created that concept of the four pillars of health because I work a lot with young people, student Mm -hmm. athletes who are aspiring to play professional sports. Mm-hmm. And it's challenging sometimes trying to talk to young people who are fixated on one thing. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to try and make it creative, witty, short. Yeah. So there's things that they could actually do. Yeah. So they are practical tips of things that they could do to make themselves better to play their sport. So the first one is very simple. And actually, by the way, this is applicable to everyone, not just athletes. Anyone who's living, Perfect. working, walking on this earth, yeah. it should be able to do this stuff. Okay. So the first pillar is water, hydration. Yes. We need to make sure that we're drinking as much water as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, water, it makes up about 98, 99% of our our, our body. Up, yeah. And if you're not hydrating with water, that means you're hydrating with something that's going to make you dehydrated. Mm-hmm. And things come up in different ways, like the, your, your hair, your skin, yeah. uh, your muscles, your overall about your body composition. Mm-hmm. You're going to notice breakdowns of it when you're dehydrated. Yes. Even your ability to think. Sometimes you are trying. you're having a conversation that with someone and you just space sauce. exactly. Mm-hmm. You just space out cloudy. And sometimes it's because you're dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Number two, your eating habits. This is something that I know a lot of adults struggle with, even to this day. Like they yeah. feel like they can still eat like when they were 16, mm-hmm. 15. And that literally means fast food. Like mm-hmm. we don't and should not be eating fast food. Mm-hmm. Am I saying never to eat fast food? No. But if you know that you're eating three meals a day and Three of them are you buying food in a paper bag. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. As an adult, mm-hmm. that's a big problem. You're not getting any nutritional value from anything that is bought mm-hmm. in a fast food restaurant.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, go so, ahead. Sorry. What age are we talking about? Like, I feel like young 20s kind of get away with the fast food thing. <laughs>
1: well, what age do you, you got to start mining? Honestly, it's a good, good question. And I don't even have a right answer for that because even... My student athletes, I don't even want them eating. Yeah, fast facts, foods. facts, facts. And especially if mm-hmm. they want to pursue sport at a high level. Yeah, fair. Joke that I say to them is listen, you don't need to eat this food until McDonald's is giving you a check. Pardon me, let's say yeah. McDonald's. Let's yeah. give you a check for sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. But in reality, it shouldn't be something that we are gro- gravitating towards to okay. provide us with nutritional value. Fair. That's, that's mm-hmm. the honest truth. Are there better options than others? Yes. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, fact, Salt and sugar are as addictive as heroin, <laughs> yeah. crack, meth, any nasty drug that you want to throw out there. Jeez. It has the same effects on your brain as jeez. any any, any drug. Jeez, jeez. And yeah, so that was the two you said? Uh- nutrition. So nutrition, making sure that we're eating a balanced meal, uh, good proteins, good vegetables, fruit. Good carbohydrates. I'm not gonna push out there the veganism or any mm. um food, fat, or anything like that. I'm not I don't push that. Yeah. I'm just saying eat natural, real food. Is that raw fruits and vegetables? It, it, that's or? not even that. Like okay. just eat fruit and vegetables. <laughs> yeah, Plain and yeah. simple. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um the third pillar is you gotta work it. Yeah. you got to do some form of exercise that strengthens your body. Mm-hmm. Walking is not strengthening your body. Yoga can be different versions of it. True. But I'm talking about lifting something that is heavy regularly for you. Regularly okay. for you mm-hmm. Right, That's the best way that you're going to build your muscle tissue. Yeah. You're not going to build your muscle tissue by running on a treadmill. You're not going to build your muscle tissue by walking. Mm-hmm. Those are all cardiovascular types of exercises. We need to do things to strengthen our body, strengthen our frame. And the last one is sleep. Mm-hmm. that's a very important one yeah a lot of people think that he can skip on on sleep yes. that whole grind mentality uh work your nine to five and then come home and do your side hustle you're working yeah. till two o'clock in the morning not healthy yeah nothing healthy about that have i done that before yes yeah, have too. you done that yes, before absolutely. yes how do you feel about yourself the next day yeah. You feel like shit. yeah, every time yeah someone's talking to you again you're glossed out not focusing simple four basic rules that i try to implement with lawyers doctors student athletes doesn't matter. That's what I'm pushing.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's crazy because I actually didn't know your four pillars prior. Right. Mm-hmm. And the last one, sleep, it was part of my next question. Mm-hmm. And because we're in such a culture as like grind, grind, grind. Mm-hmm. Um, sleep is for suckers, mm-hmm. this, that, and the third. And I'm super big on sleep. Like I go to bed at 10. I wake up at five. Good for you. Right. And what for the people that are kind of struggling with sleep, what type of hour amount should it be? Should they be aiming
1: for? As an adult, mm-hmm. anywhere between eight to ten. Eight to ten. Eight to so ten. So I guess seven. Didn't. So that's that's not bad. If yeah. you can try to stretch out another hour nap throughout the day, if you can, okay. great. Okay. And I'll talk about naps in a second. But the reason why most people are struggling with sleep. They turn off the light in their room and they're staring at this thing before they go to bed. Mm -hmm. And there's a natural rhythm within our body called our circadian rhythm. Okay. And it can get disrupted. What is that exactly, sir? It's literally a rhythm of how our body knows when to turn off and when to turn on, specifically our physiological functions. Okay. So light is actually a part of the stimulus. So your brain will be like, okay, there's light on which means it's daytime, let me stay up. Let me still keep doing things, specifically your brain. And your brain cannot shut off. So the worst thing that you could do, ladies and gentlemen, is to have your phone on in your room, in the dark, before you go to bed. You should be away from any devices that provide light at least an hour before bedtime, Mm -hmm. so you can actually get into your bed and relax, think about your day, think about what you're gonna do tomorrow, Thank your blessings and go to bed.
0: Because your brain thinks that it's daytime.
1: Almost. Correct, and that's why people are like, oh, "I can't sleep, I can't sleep."
0: Correct. Because but you have all this uh, stimulating things In your room.
1: Correct, and especially if you're watching people's business and wondering how come you're not doing what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's it's even, keep you up even more.
0: Ah, uh, That's <laughs> even more. Geez, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. And you talked about naps because I, I'm a nap taker. Yeah. Uh, so how are they effective in your? daily
1: life so it is very important that when you take a nap you don't get into what we call REM sleep which is basically deep sleep once you get into that yeah you are not in a nap exactly you're sleeping okay and then your body's gonna literally shut down when you when your body sleeps it literally shuts down Mm -hmm. heart rate goes slower blood flow goes slower breathing patterns change so that's something that you would need to get out of and then you're gonna be even more slower groggy Mm -hmm. brain not functioning so an ideal time is 30 to 45 minutes. Okay. But again, you have to play around with this. Your body might be different from mine. Yeah. I am good with a 10 to 15 minute nap and I'm energized, ready to go. Same. Anything longer than that? Yeah, it's I'm too, much. yeah. It's too much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Because laughs> too
1: much. Because literally cuz
0: I heard personally uh 20 minutes, so I tried it and mm-hmm. I was like the first couple times were a little like oh, I need more sleep, but then after I kind of got a rhythm of it and I was ru- I was wide awake. Mm-hmm. But then when I go to the hour and stuff, nah. done. Yeah, I felt like I need more sleep and I don't want to... And you don't
1: want to do that in the middle of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) For obvious reasons.
0: So, I think it was your third pillar, Mm -hmm. nutrition. And I was... Nutrition was number two. Number two, sorry. Number two, yeah. I was watching one of your posts and you were talking about how um, supplements are not... uh, No, supplement... I think it was supplements are not uh, exchanged for a whole meal. Correct. Let's talk about that.
1: Okay. So... There are supplements that provide us with minerals and vitamins. Yes. Okay? Which unfortunately we do need in our current uh, society mm-hmm. just because the way that the earth has changed in terms of the how we grow our vegetables. Um, Where we get our vegetables from is not necessarily in Ontario all year round because of the climate. So we do need to supplement with Mm -hmm. certain types of vitamins. And I'm going to tell you straight goods what those vitamins are right off the (laughs) bat. Vitamin D. Yes. Every single person in Canada should be taking vitamin D. Why? Because we don't get the same sun strength throughout Mm -hmm. the year. Mm -hmm. Vitamin D is vitally important for every single uh, physiological function in our body. So, if you're not taking a vitamin D, hit me up. I can get you on through my contacts and whatnot. So that's number one. Perfect. Number two, a fish oil. If you don't eat fish, you miss out on the benefits of fish, which, again, it covers every single cell in our body. Mm-hmm. So, we need that those nu- nutrients that come from that, that, that type of uh, f- supplement. Now, when we're talking about supplementing meals, I have a problem with that. Mm. And the reason for that is a couple of reasons. One, calories. Yes. When we eat, we actually burn calories. Mm -hmm. We chew. We have to chew. And when you take a supplement that is based in liquid, you miss out on that that basic amount of energy that's being used. So we don't necessarily want to drink our calories. We want to eat our calories, chew, get fiber, get good protein, carbohydrates. You're not going to get that when you are drinking your calories. Because there's so
0: many things out there yes, saying, there you, um, just drink this two shakes a day and mm-hmm. have one meal so you can
1: lose that weight. Mm-hmm. And that's misleading. Misleading is a nice way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit is another way. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we, we have to remember that the health industry, the fitness industry is an industry. Yeah. And they're designed to make money. Yes. And they are going to sell their products, make their products look magical
0: mm-hmm. through
1: the gift of advertising. Right now I'm rewatching Mad Men, which is I don't know if you ever watched that show. No, no. I think you would enjoy it. I really do. What is it about? It is about the advertising agency. Okay. Ad- advertising business back in the 50s and the sixties. Mm-hmm. And the language that they're using, manipulation. Yes. We're gonna fool them. They won't know the difference. Same shit's happening right now. Yeah. Every single day when you watch any commercial, they are trying to manipulate you and be like, yo, Cory, come here, give me your money. Yeah. I need yeah. your money, Corey. <laughs> yeah. Give me your money. All day. All day? And when it comes to health, in my humble opinion, because I'm a healthcare practitioner, Mm -hmm. I think it's dishonest. Because Mm -hmm. people are at their vulnerable, weakest state. I'm too this. I'm too this. I'm too short. I have no hair. uh, I have no facial hair. Whatever it is, there's someone out there trying to sell a product. Yeah. And at your vulnerable state, oh, man, I really want that bushy beard. Let me just go buy this potion and just frig it on my... No matter what it smells like, Mm I'm just going to put on my beard because I want my beard bushy. Uh, And there we go. Jeez. That's a hot mess.
0: Okay. So... As black men and women, I feel that we don't talk about the gut health as much as we should. What is it and how should we be taking care of it?
1: Hmm. Um, Gut health in a nutshell is, let's back up actually. Yes. Everyone in their stomach, their gut, we have natural organisms that need to be there. Okay. Okay. And those natural organisms help break down and maintain the health of our stomach and our gut. And our gut doesn't just mean our stomach, by the way. It also means our intestines. We have two sets: large and, a, and small. a small. Okay. Small breaks down our food. Large is our waste holder before it comes out. Mm-hmm. However, our gut health is compromised. Guess what? By our stress. Mm. When we are stressed, there are, again that release of hormones can get into the into the system and keep uh, active the bad organisms and keeps them in our system longer okay guess what the type of food that we eat yes also affects our gut health mm-hmm. guess what the amount of alcohol guess what the amount of sleep guess what the amount of
0: everything
1: it affects comes gut. back to our health mm-hmm. the amount of water that you don't drink so if you look at the four pillars of health that i mentioned at the top yeah how important it is just to maintain your overall physique it also has effect on your insides as well So looking at the type of foods that we eat, the stress level, water intake, exercise, all of those things have a direct effect on our gut health. Mm -hmm. But taking it back to our community specifically, if you look at some of the foods that we are eating as a community Mm -hmm. that have just been passed on to generation, generation, generation. Yeah. Talk about our oxtails. <laughs> Talk about the way that we love our gravy on yeah. top of our rice. I'm Talk done about with the fact that. that we have our mountain of rice like this, <laughs> yeah. our meat on top of it, and our sprinkle of vegetables on the side. Like yeah. All of those things are not healthy for our living today. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, when we lived on farms, it's we were different. forced to live on farms. It's completely different. Mm-hmm. When we didn't have an option, when, they, the, when the slave master threw away that they And we're getting more sun as well. All of that. Mm-hmm. All of that. We have more options to pick better choices of meat is basically what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So we just gotta be mindful. Am I trying to tell everyone out there don't eat a piece of oxtail? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. But if you're eating oxtail every single day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Problematic. Okay. Problematic for your stomach, problematic for your wallet, and problematic for your waistline.
0: So for those who do eat meat, cause I don't eat meat and you just said Neither you do don't. One. Yeah.
1: Um, what type of meats should they be looking at if they still eat meat? You need to be mindful of the amount of fat that's on the meat. So okay. if we're gonna grade our meat In terms of um, an A plus, Mm -hmm. you're looking at skinless, boneless, Mm -hmm. turkey, chicken. Mm -hmm. One, two. If you have big money and you can spend it, (laughs) we're talking about bison. Yeah. Talking about elk. These are higher cuts of meat with minimal fat. Yeah. Kangaroo is even up there, too. Is anybody going to go out there and curry curry? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. So let's just stick with the meats that are available to us here. Yeah. So turkey, chicken, good cuts of beef, sirloin, mm-hmm. uh, tenderloin, mm-hmm. all of those things. Don't don't like get mad when I say this as a, as a man who has dreads. But even that there's cuts of pork that are healthier than others. Like you don't want to be eating ham hocks yeah. when you keep eating the, like, the, the thinner pieces of, of, of pork as well. Am I going to tell everybody to go out there and stop eating meat? I think it would be wise but that's totally up to you. Why? Why? Because carbon footprint number one, mm-hmm. internal footprint in your own body as well. Okay. Like I stopped eating meat because I started feeling sluggish. Yeah, me too. As a <laughs> thinner man, <Yeah. laughs> I used to eat the meat, and it was my combo was goat and oxtail together. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. mind blowing. But anyway, <laughs> um, I used to eat that at work, and like I want to go to sleep. Number one, mm-hmm. and number two, as a, like I said, as a slimmer man, my stomach was coming out to here. I'm like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't be doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to teach people how to move their body, and then I have a big belly myself. No, no yeah. that's not working out. So I, I looked into, into myself and I said, listen, let's just cut out eating red meat. Yeah. Uh, and then it went from red meat to chicken, and it's been a good. Where we in 2022? Six years now.
0: Okay, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So for the people that are vegetarian, um, what how can they make sure their
1: proteins are up? Number one, you gotta make sure that you're eating protein every single time you're eating. And okay. there's different varieties of protein. By the way, there are proteins in vegetables. Mm, Anything that, that is green oh, wow. <laughs> has a good amount of protein. Okay, And what's surprising to me is when people think that they, oh, well, I need to drink milk or I need to eat meat to get my calcium. Yeah. Again, there's more calcium in a cup of broccoli and spinach than there is in a cup of milk. Wow. But why do we always hear about milk and milk is a uh, better option? Money. Milk industry. Mm. There's money behind that. Jeez. There's money behind that. I'm sorry for anybody who works for the milk industry, yeah. but I'm just telling you the facts. Yeah, this yeah. is the facts. So you would say for the vegetarians, fish is? Fish is good. Tofu? Beans is good. Tofu, just, just make sure that the tofu is not highly, highly, highly processed. Okay. I want to try to eat the most firmest version of the pro, of the tofu. Extra firm. Extra, extra like firm is mm-hmm. ideal. Um, nuts, if beans, you're not allergic, beans, chickpeas. legumes, chickpeas, but just increasing the amount of vegetables that you eat on a regular basis mm. will allow you to maintain your body weight and your energy level, which is super important. And if you still feel like you're lacking, a good vitamin B12 supplement is good too. Amazing. Yeah. And when I was um uh, doing my research,
0: I heard you say the importance of like representation at your mm. workspace. How's that been going for you?
1: Uh, it's, it's great. Like I, I know when I was dream day, uh, dream day dreaming in class, <laughs> yeah. um, I would close my eyes and I would see my clinical space. And my mm-hmm. clinical space had doctors that all look like me. And, and I, I really made that happen. Yeah, amazing. Um, and it's in Scarborough. So Scarborough is a diverse community already. Yeah. So I made sure to have this space in Scarborough where people that look like us yeah. could feel comfortable coming in. Um, I, it's sad to say that even in this day and age, people will come into the space and look around and be like, so who's the owner? And I'm like, oh, that's, that's me. me. And I was like,
0: <laughs> that's me. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like flip
1: yeah. my hat around, wearing shorts, wearing J's. like yeah. And they just they don't they don't they respect, don't, they don't respect it. it. Yeah. But then as I speak to them and they understand my knowledge of wealth, they're like okay, you know what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's it's definitely um, it's frustrating. Yeah. And I, I and I understand the realm of it, and I see that I know my daughter is aware of it, and because I bring her around the space. Um, and it's just a reality that we are in, but I'm never gonna stop sending out my message. Amazing. And that's why I'm so happy to be here and, and be on this platform with you. Amazing. Because it's very important that we have these conversations about our health as True. black people. So for the for the ones that have kids and they're starting to
0: get in sports, how do we translate the health aspect so they can understand it and they can mm. break it down? I feel like that's a little difficult.
1: Oh man. And again, <laughs> the reason why it's difficult is because adults are losing their minds and Elaborate. they're losing their minds Elaborate. because- They're looking at their kids as a cash cow. They're looking at their kids as being the next, especially in a sports world. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's It's not crazy. It's sad. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not supposed to be thinking about your child as your retirement fund. Yeah, you in not even my humble opinion. It's well known now that the age of specialization, which basically means a, a child playing one sport, it's too soon, and When did you start start playing basketball seriously? Just think about that. Uh, Grade six. Grade six. You stopped playing every other sport. Uh, I stopped
0: playing every other sport in grade six, yeah. Okay. That, in my opinion,
1: is too too, early. Yeah.
0: Because I was was athletic as, Mm -hmm. like, ever. And I probably should have. I could have played volleyball. I could have played football. But I was like, oh, no. I only had my uh, eye on NBA, NBA, NBA. Yeah, Yeah, basketball.
1: Yeah. So with that in mind i think that's the first start like parents should not be forcing pushing their children to specialize in one activity at an early age 13 is too soon the more things that they could do the better Mm -hmm. because what ends up happening is burnout
0: yeah exactly and you see that all the time in sports where kids maybe even in grade seven they Mm -hmm. were the man Mm -hmm. by the time they get to grade 10 they drop off and they don't even want to play and then you see them when they're 20
1: something and you're like yo you played this guy was nice what recently time. happened with the young man who got drafted from the Dallas Mavericks. Which one? He, his name is, believe, is Tyrell something. And I don't remember his last name.
0: Mm-hmm. He drafted. Mm-hmm.
1: And he quit. He said, the amount of stress and anxiety that I've been experiencing playing this game mm-hmm. is not worth it. Mm-hmm. This man got drafted in the top 30. Yeah. Which means he was guaranteed, got guaranteed Need money. money. Yeah. It didn't matter to him yeah. because he was not happy. So that is where my message to parents is. Make sure that your child is playing this sport because they want to. Not because you facts. failed yeah. or you didn't get picked. You were always the last pick. When and the way sports. they're so hard on them, I you see it all the You tell. Like,
0: oh, holy smokes. Can tell.
1: They're not professionals. Yeah. You should not be treating like professionals. The mm-hmm. only thing that you need to do as a parent is be a parent. Mm-hmm. Good job, son. Here's some food. Yeah. Don't be coaching and questioning. How come my son didn't get playing? T-? I hear it all the time. It's yeah. Madness, yeah and it's sad it's, it's detrimental to their their growth the overall health and going forward in their life yeah because as much as we like joking around saying ball is life it really isn't no it's not And i've had it a couple not. conversations
0: on here about about it that it is not mm. it really is not okay so let's talk about that for the people that have played semi-pro or pro and when they're done what i've noticed some of them they almost like they let their body go mm-hmm How what advice would you give to them to like maintain at least maybe not in game time shape, but at least maintain a healthy shape? Because I'm seeing guts from superstars (laughs) back in the day. I'm like, what's going on?
1: Honestly, Corey, I believe that those athletes should start with getting this right. Because I feel like they're still living the life of an athlete and thinking that their body can manage something as simple as their eating habits and their drinking habits. True. Because those two things are indulgent. True. They are indulging in food, high-calorie food, and they're indulging in high-calorie alcohol, True. most likely. And that's just a speculation. But then they're not; their physical activity is not even anywhere near what it was when they were playing professionally. Exactly. So I believe it starts with their mental health first. Mm-hmm. Get a therapist, start working on the transition from your life as being a celebrity, professional, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And just trying to integrate into normal society. Mm. At the end of the day, we use food, alcohol, sex, drugs as a crutch Mm -hmm. and those men, those women most likely do the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So they're gonna gravitate to whatever is gonna make them feel good at the moment. Mm -hmm. And that's why the belly grows the way it grows. Mm -hmm. So
0: you have a walking movement. I see a lot of your videos like, hey, getting my walk-in today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Explain
1: why you do that and what it does, what it can do for other people. Well, walking is the most basic form of exercise that anybody can do Mm -hmm. that requires minimal amount of equipment. Um, I really promote it for people who have never been physically active in their life at all. Okay. Number to two, start there. Yeah, to start there, right? Sure. Uh, minimum 20 minutes, everyone. 20 minutes, start with that, dress warm, we're in Canada, um, oh. and go out there and get your 20 minutes. Number two, mentally, it is like taking a cold shower for my brain.
0: Oh, okay, interesting. And
1: if you think about what a cold shower is, it's like a reset, yeah. refresh. yeah. Allows me to just think about what I need to do for the day. Mm. Um, if I have an issue or a problem that I need to f- sort out, I can walk and talk it out and nobody's going to bother me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I call it my reflective reflection about enough things <laughs> make an accent. Um, and I really enjoy doing that. Okay, amazing. It, 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 it's, I think everyone should do it. Everyone should be able to do it fine one day a week. One day. Not even every day. Not even every day. Jeez. I walk every morning. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, for those of you who have, who have never done this before, yeah. pick one day. yeah, Pick one day, go for your walk, and just talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Anybody out there who doesn't talk to themselves, I don't trust you. Yeah, <laughs> facts. I, I don't trust anybody. <laughs> because you're constantly talking to yourself inside your head anyway. Yeah. And most of the time, those thoughts that you're saying in your head are usually negative ones about yourself. Exactly. Like, oh, fuck, I can't do this. Oh, why doesn't that girl not, not like me? Oh, why is my boss always on my ass? Yeah. Negative. But if you're talking out loud and you hear yourself talk, you're gonna be like, "Whoa! Wait whoa. a second! I'm <laughs> yeah. going talking bad about myself. What's, yeah. what's going on here?" Yeah. You'll, you'll correct that. Quick. Okay. okay, fair, fair. Yeah.
0: So I'm not allowed. I, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say your age on here. Go ahead. Go ahead. So when you told me you're 43, <laughs> I was like, 44 whoa. in March. 44 in March. I was like, "Wow! Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you look good for your age. You I Appreciate that. You're taking care of yourself. Appreciate that. But I want to know what you would tell your 20 when you're 21 year
1: old self today who you know what back then i was all about that grind Mm -hmm. i was all about uh staying up late trying to quote unquote make a name for myself my goal at the time was i wanted to be a chiropractor for basketball athletes in the city around the world Mm -hmm. would step on anyone's head to get there um and that's just not it's not viable. Mm-hmm. it's not important. It mm-hmm. doesn't help anyone. doesn't fulfill your purpose. It did not fulfill my it did, did not and could not fulfill my purpose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just didn't have time for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allowed me to just make comments, put myself in environment situations that was not for me, not healthy for me. Mm-hmm. And it's when you are in the pursuit of your profession and you have a vision or an idea of it, you think that that's what you need to do. And mm. there are people who f- potentially are satisfied with that lifestyle, but I would tell my 21-year-old self, that's not for you. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep it moving and find your, your right path. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it.
0: But could I, just to play God's advocate go ahead, a little bit, you, I feel like people have to go through that mm-hmm. to in in search of
1: where you're at now. Mm-hmm. So would you say, would you switch things up or would you you know what you know, you know I know exactly what you mean because my fiance tells me that all the time she's like you can't keep getting upset with what you didn't do what well. you didn't do yeah and the struggles that you had because if you didn't have those struggles
0: you wouldn't be you the would same person been,
1: exactly she says it all the time <laughs> every time every time I get down on myself yeah or have any self-doubt about something that I'm trying to push forth
0: mm-hmm.
1: I always be like man like back then I, like, I had all this yeah I had all that I could go here. I could have access to this. Yeah. And now I don't have any other access to that stuff. And then I just feel myself going down. And she just literally pushes me back up. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate. Appreciate you, Dr. Claire. <laughs> um, but seriously, that that's that's something that I would tell myself. And, and again, having a child, in my opinion, makes perspective on life way much better. True. Because I'm just trying to drop these little nuggets to her mm-hmm. to be like, okay, listen. I know that you're doing this, mm-hmm. but I want you to be aware of... The ramifications if you keep doing it like this, mm-hmm. and I could just see her brain want to say, "Why do you think you know everything?" <laughs> but she just she pauses and then she comes. How does she? She's thirteen. Name? Okay, wow. She's thirteen. Oh, wow. Okay. She'll she'll pause, have a little moment of uh, being upset, and emotional, mm-hmm. and then later on in the night, she'll come back and be like, "Okay, daddy, can you tuck me in?" And yeah. she'll give me the cuddle of, of apology. She yeah. never. She doesn't Actually ever say not it. say it. But I know that's her way. That's her way.
0: That's Okay, interesting. So there's two questions that I ask every guest on the show, Mm -hmm. right? And the first one is, I want to know what is the best advice that you've received and what is
1: the worst advice that you receive? And you don't have to Mm. say any names. Wow. (laughs) Um, Best advice, I would say, and I've heard this a couple of times, is make your mess your message.
0: Oh, elaborate on that one.
1: So... Again, and and I'm going to pick on our community. Yes. Our community as Black folk, we have a lot of pride. Mm -hmm. And through our pride, it holds us back from going forward. And more importantly, it holds us back from communicating to others. True. Like I've made mistakes um, personal, business-wise. And what I'm trying to do now with those mistakes is I'm trying to channel it into a initiative or a business where I do public speaking. Amazing. And I talk about my experiences as, uh, and I use the word failed, but I'm going to say it anyway. I have my failed relationship, mm-hmm. um, failed business acquisitions, mm-hmm. um, my rise from all of that to be where I am right now. And I want other young black men who potentially grew up the same way as me, mm-hmm. who maybe didn't, mm-hmm. who could potentially learn from those experiences. Mm-hmm. See how I didn't use mistakes? Yeah. It was experiences because those were, they were all learning experiences. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm on right now. Um, and I'm doing that through what I call my 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 initiative is called Dr. J Speaks. Mm. And I'm speaking about obviously health, stress management, discipline, and just anything that an audience would need to get themselves out of a rut or to get started. I, I feel like I have a good story. For it.
0: Okay, amazing. And that's it. Amazing, amazing. And what's the worst advice that you think you've received?
1: Oh man. Um I think it was the summer of ninety-seven. And I'm guessing this there there had to be some racism with regards to this. Um, I just completed a program at the University of Toronto for indigenous and black students to expose us to university setting in life. And that's where I got exposed to chiropractic. And I went to um, a local chiropractic clinic in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And man, like the way I dress now is the way I dressed back then. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always wore pants Comfortable. that fit. Comfortable. Yeah. No pants down to my ass. Yeah, Button up yeah. shirt. Yeah, Put on a little dress shoe. Walked into this woman's office and I said, hi, my name is Joel. Um, I want to be a chiropractor. Would you mind if I volunteered my time here? Mm-hmm. The woman looked me up and down. She's like, no, you can't do it. It's too hard for you. I was just like, yo, I was like, wait, did you call my math teacher? It felt like I got a 71 in math. Like, what are you talking about? Bro, I was 17. Wow. I was devastated. That could be so I'm detrimental. I've never experienced that outright negativity towards mm. any person before in my life. I went home. My mom saw that I was upset and I started crying and she's like, what happened? And I thought you were going to go volunteer. And I said, the lady told me I couldn't do it. Mm. My mom was ready to put on her, (laughs) (laughs) let it go. We're not going to do all that. And I can tell you another thing that I did, which was bad too, was that my whole mindset of when I was in chiropractic school was to go back to that woman and slap my degree in her face. Mm -hmm. And that was my motivation. And I'm going to say also, that's negative. Like Mm -hmm. I was not, that was not a good thing because my last exam that I wrote to become a fully licensed chiropractor, I failed it. Oh. Because before I sat down, I was like, "I'm coming back to this office, and uh, I'm gonna." Your motivations my were. Motivation wrong. was all negative, mm. and God, if you believe in God, people, I hope mm. you do. Like God was like, "Jay, you need a step back. Yeah, you need to. we so are not yourself doing this. We're not doing it like this. You work too hard. You accomplish too many things to be able to be negative this way. We're not wow. doing that. Put me down. Sat me down. Sat me down for a good six months. Yeah. because I didn't get my license. Yeah, because I had to redo the test. Um, and it was the best thing that happened. Jeez, the best thing because. I feel like, again, as men, when we are doing well, we get comfortable and we lose our humbleness. Really comfortable. We lose our humbleness and we talk to people the way that we think we can talk to them. We treat people the way that we think. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. We gotta mm-hmm. treat everyone the same with respect and humbleness and gratitude and appreciation all the time. No matter if you're on top, no matter if you're on bottom, no matter if you're a janitor, no matter if you're an accountant, it doesn't matter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I have a question.
0: You just mentioned, like, sometimes when we get to a position, we start talking to people in different type of ways. Right. So how do you not really how do you stay humble, but how do you keep that edge where you kind of not not necessarily want more, but you are
1: always focused? Focus is definitely something that everyone needs to work on. Mm -hmm. It's a skill. Okay. Focus is a skill. And focusing on communicating to people with respect is also a skill. Because Mm -hmm. everyone has been at a point of lowness in their life and we don't know what people are struggling through. We don't know what people are going through. True. So if you step to someone with a negative attitude or let's just call it what it is, an asshole attitude, Mm -hmm. um, you're not sure what their reaction is going to be. So just my response to that or answer to that question is just remember that there's points in your life where someone's going to be. Able to speak to you in a negative way, and you gotta be able to react to that as well. Mm-hmm. So just treat everyone with respect. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. But like I, I'm gonna go back to my original comment though about focus. And it's just having self-compassion. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be days that you feel amazing mm-hmm. and you want you can accomplish many things, mm-hmm. and there's days that you have no focus. Yeah. And that's the time where you need to be like, you know what? I'm gonna yeah. just pack up the computer, I'm gonna go for a walk and oh, allow man. your brain to clear and be unmuddled reset, and reset. And that's why the walk is so important. That's why even taking a cold shower is also important. Mm-hmm. That's why eating well is important because you think about the times that you don't go for, that you're not active, that you're not eating well, that you're drinking too much. You can't really do much if exactly. you're just yeah. stuck in a rut, yeah. sitting there flicking, flicking, watching TV or whatever <laughs> it may be. Yeah. Um. So that level of focus and having self-compassion for yourself when you're doing things, is vitally important, so you can, so you don't end up disrespecting other people. Okay,
0: amazing. And last question: We make predictions on the show, so mm-hmm. in five years, I want to play this back and say, mm-hmm. Joel, Doctor Jake, he did say he was going to do that. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh man, I, a, <laughs> I like this because
1: my interest to do public speaking came about just before the pandemic. Amazing. And I was able to see Barack Obama speak when he came to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And obviously you see him on TV, you see That's his swag. A different his type garages. of inspiration. Yo, inspiration. Is, brother, I felt like he was number one, right here in front yeah. of my face. Yeah, And number two, I felt like he just touched the top of my head and I just felt <laughs> like, okay, this is me, like, yeah. I wanna do this. Yeah, Like, I feel like I have a good enough story. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a good enough rapport. I can relate to people. I can do this. So Mm -hmm. I would love to be in a position where I have anywhere between two to three speaking engagements a month. Amazing. Where I am traveling Canada, the world, and I'm providing my story for inspiration for other people. Amazing. That's pretty much it. Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? Because you definitely could. 100%. And that's part of another reason why I wanted to be here, too, because I just wanted to get some motivation and just check out the vibe of how you do it yeah um so yes i am in the works i have done the recording of one of them amazing (laughs) it's a controversial topic and i'm going to say it as well um it's called fat is the enemy
0: fat is an enemy yes
1: (laughs) and it's not what you think (laughs) (laughs) it is actually a podcast on educating people on what fat is because fat is there's so much misconception misconception misunderstanding of it and my goal with, with uh, my partner, who Dr. Claire, yeah. uh, and my, who is also my fiance, is to educate people on what fat is and how you can manage it better than the way that it's portrayed in the media and, and different realms. It's, I'm really excited amazing, about it. Amazing. So look out for
0: it. Okay, dope, dope. Yeah. Also, too, like, I know we didn't, we could have opened a whole can of worms when you said that you went to therapy because you felt like you know how you're treating women before was problematic and this year or 2023 i do want to do a panel mm-hmm. episode um and have the, yeah there you go <laughs> and have like men and women yes. on the this panel and we can kind of have a healthy dialogue not the dialogue what you see in podcasts and they're making this shock value content yeah, yeah, yeah. not stuff yeah. like that but just a healthy dialogue on how we can um connect more in a, in a more healthy way mm-hmm. and i would love to have you on that i would love to be there because that's a whole can of worms that Absolutely. i can even relate with that i don't talk on this type of show but yes. i want to do that in with the audience so we can all kind of collectively ask questions and talk about it I think it.
1: that's a great idea and if you think about our community as black people like we are big on storytelling yeah and i have no idea what happened to the period of time where we stopped talking Mm-hmm. And we stopped talking and, and you could take offense to this if anybody came from our parents and you our grandparents
0: so? because hmm. what I see, like the men, the uncles in my family, and no disrespect to them, mm-hmm. they were so quiet. Like they didn't talk to they didn't talk to us. They were just quiet about their internal struggles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I feel like the level of storytelling was missed in that type of generation to be honest. I agree. And
1: it also comes from trauma, though. Yeah, trauma. It's very traumatic. It's traumatic. 100%. And you can think about it, the immigration process was traumatic. Exactly. Coming to a new place.
0: Where they didn't want to actually. Where they didn't want
1: to. Mm -hmm. They're being judged by the color of their skin. They're Mm -hmm. giving no opportunities to progress their life. Angry. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna be angry. Yeah. Do you want to be telling stories about how you grew up in? (laughs) No. Yeah, yeah. Only stories you're gonna be telling is, yo, I hate this person. Yeah. I hate these people. They held me back. And then here we come in the next generation. But it's just shame and trauma that really stops our community from telling these stories. 100. But I want to change our generation now because
0: we exactly we're now we're born in a whole new country. We get the rules and how to play this game here. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's our responsibility to um, share our stories 100%. and teach our young ones. 100%. Hey, You know what? We can be vulnerable again. Yeah. It's okay.
1: It's a vulnerable is your next sweater could be vulnerable as the new black. Yeah,
0: yeah. There you go. There you go. chi <laughs> 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 chi
1: But seriously, like it's that whole concept of holding things in. Uh, good stuff or bad stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I also feel like in our community, we need to be better at saying, you know what? I found this grant that can help you with your next podcast. Hey, yes, like, absolutely. How can, you, how, well, how can I buy it? I go, well, how did you get all this stuff, Corey? Like, yeah. Like as I'm yeah. sitting here right now, like, I know that I need to get more cameras yeah. because we only have one. Yeah. It's awesome to have different angles of what we're doing so that we can see different questions and whatnot. It just increases the quality of what we're trying to put out. 100%. So I, I'm completely soaking this up and I love being here.
0: Ah, uh, thank, thank you. you. And, um, thank you for coming on. You're welcome back anytime please, because please. I do want to have more conversations because there's little things that you said that I could have opened a whole can of worms, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to stay on the subject. So just I a do- can of spinach
1: so we can make it healthy. Yeah. yeah a can <laughs> of spinach.
0: <laughs> Facts. And, you know, I want to talk about a lot of things. So honestly, this is the first of. Uh, more to come, and uh, thank you. I
1: appreciate, appreciate you, bro. And thank
0: you so thank much. You. You. All right.